For 10 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. And it is 9 o'clock, our On the House Hour, where we spend the hour talking about something on your home, castle, or cabin. Either physically on the home, which is the majority of the time, but occasionally we do go out to the yard, the landscape, as that is part of our home. It's the biggest part of our home. Everything we do is revolves around how much time can we spend outside. Well, especially this time of year. And uh, you and... Julian Selwyn really did a great job making me very, very hungry. <laughs> and our blog uh, today is uh, all about transforming your backyard into a holiday oasis. And how could you have a holiday oasis without having that outdoor barbecue center or complete outdoor kitchen? So I want to talk a little bit about that. But we do want to invite callers, and uh, it's kind of the habit of the listeners to hear the topic and tune in, and then that kind of cues a few questions in their head, and they call. And we end up with all the lines filled, and we can't get to all the calls. So if you've got a project around your home and you want to get in, the tip is to call early, one 767 4348. That's one Rosie for you. That puts you in touch with my wife, sweet Jennifer, who's in the call screening booth, engineering booth, with our broadcast engineer, Mr. Gary D. Romy and I are in the studio, and we'll take your name, where you're calling from in the great state of Arizona, what your question is, and we'll put our combined 50 years of remodeling experience to work for you, the Arizona homeowner. That's what we do to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. You can also text to 411923 or email info at com. Digital communication is becoming more and more a part of our regular broadcast, and it's funny. As I look at all these new technologies and ways that uh, radio broadcasting is used to communicate with the public. The one thing that hasn't changed is that call-in number. But if you listen to calls coming in, the quality of the call <laughs> hasn't kept up with all the new ways that we can communicate. No. <laughs> so if uh, and and I think a big part of that is people would sit in their homes and they'd be on landlines. Landlines. You know, now with cell phones and they're driving and the windows down and the Bluetooth is on it. And driving under. <laughs> The Margaret Hance Park Tunnel, you know, <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. Right, right in the middle of asking your question. <laughs> hey, so our blog is all about transforming your backyard into a holiday oasis. And you don't get more than two sentences into that blog where you find some links. And the very second link, the very second link is all about getting into, well, you got the Pecan Classic Fun Run, which is the, the fun run down in Sorita. Through the Pecan Orchards. This is the time of year we have 
the Arizona State Fair. You have a link there. But the very next link in the article is the changing leaves. And it takes you to Northern Arizona Flagstaff. The leafometer. The leafometer. And no matter what town you plug in, Flagstaff, uh, the Arboretum at Flagstaff, the Snow Bowl, or the Inner Basin, the leafometer is 100% pegged out. So if you've been waiting, like Arizona Highways Magazine this month talks about driving the scenic routes to catch the fall colors, isn't reserved just for the Northeast. We have some beautiful, beautiful drives throughout Arizona that you'll see wonderful colors. The only area the leaf of meter shows not pegged out is Oak Creek. And I'll bet you it'll be pegged out in about the next week or 10 days. Because, boy, we have certainly turned the chill up in Arizona recently. I was talking to a friend who lives in Christopher Creek. Now, it is November. I That's know. another hard thing to believe. Yeah, it, it is. It is November. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I was talking to a friend in Christopher Creek, and I was watching the Payson temperatures. And Payson was registering mid to low, mid to high 30s. And he said, don't believe it. My thermometer right here at Christopher Creek this morning was 18 degrees. <laughs> Yo, baby. That'll, that'll turn some leaves for sure. That's not even above the rim. No, no. That's still tucked in there, kind of in a little wet spot there, which, you know, a little microclimate there. But we're talking about the, the leaf of meter and the fall this time of year, which is absolutely the perfect time of year to be out of that back patio and enjoying this environment and this weather. Uh, and one of the things that we talk about is, do you do that with a simple Weber grill? Do you do that with, uh, Jennifer really loves, the egg? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of partial. The, the uh, green egg? The green egg, yeah. The original green egg. The original You green. go to the hardware show. I went in May. We like to go every couple of years. And I'm not kidding you. That division has grown so much. There's hundreds to choose from. How do you choose from? And there's some, the egg got so popular so fast. Now there's like 10, 10 to choose from. Yeah, so I like to go with the original. Super insulated, retains a lot of heat, doesn't take a lot of charcoal, and once you get that baby warmed up, I mean, you cook a week's worth of food. And you can bake in it. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of very versatile. I think that's pretty cool. But so, any kind of barbecuing is fun. I, we don't have one, but some friends of ours do, and I did beer butt chickens on it one time. Turn out good? Yeah. Yeah. And you just set it on there, get your temperature set, plop it in there, walk away, come back. Uh, a couple hours later, you're ready to go. And there's meat thermometers now that you can hook up to you know, your smartphone so you can monitor when your meat gets to the temperature that indicates that type of meat is done. And it's really easy to look up. We even have it on our website, like at what temperature pork is medium rare, rare, and, and, and charcoal. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Overdone. And, you know, you got that for beef and chicken. So you plug in the prongs, get the point to the center of your meat, set it on the grill. And if you're doing it like a green egg where it's not like a, a direct heat over the flame or, or can be. Uh, you know, where you might be directly over coal fire and you're not having to flip it, just set it in there and wait till it hits that temperature. Watch the game and let it cook. Watch the game, you know, and that's a big part 
of any complete outdoor kitchen experience is a big screen TV. You got to have the big screen TV. I, I have to laugh in my neighborhood for Halloween. Uh, there was a gentleman, my neighbor had a fire pit going in the driveway, had candy for the kids, and a big screen TV watching the Cardinals game. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was we, great. We, we came saw, across that too. We saw that as well, it, walking with the grandchildren through their neighborhoods. Do you know how but, far back that tradition of NFL playing on Thanksgiving goes? This was a stat from last hour that I never even got to. How, how long, how, how far back do you think that dates? You're talking about the Detroit Lions? No, just playing just football playing on Thanksgiving Day. I guess 35. 35? Mm-hmm. Any guesses, Rose? I'm going back to the 1900s, early 1900s. Okay. Would you? All right. Yeah. I'm just thinking Detroit. Detroit was, I believe, the first team to play on Thanksgiving Day in the NFL. So. Huh? I would have guessed much later. Yeah, nice. I, I still remember Blue Laws, where all the stores were closed on Sunday. <laughs> oh, no. Thank God those are gone. <laughs> Thanksgiving <laughs> Classic Game started 1920. Wow. Okay. I would wow. not have guessed that. So in, in designing and thinking through your outdoor kitchen, uh, it's pretty much going to revolve around what you decide to do the cooking with. And it doesn't take much uh, to get to a store like Barbecues Galore or do a web search and see with all of the features that are available on gas grills today and all of the upgraded material selections that they're made for, folks, it's easy to spend upwards of $10,000 for a good, big, outdoor barbecue grill but you don't need to i will tell you i have a brother-in-law who spent 500 bucks for a weber hybrid unit that uses propane to light the charcoal it will even cook the food but the charcoal gives it the true barbecue flavor and he spent less than 500 for that thing and i I tell you, old Uncle Bob, he's mastered that thing. He's he's pulled meat off of that grill that I would rate with any of the best chefs in the world. So you you could spend uh, the five hundred dollars for these hybrid units, cook it with propane, get the full flavor of the charcoal. You could go into the egg, few thousand dollars, or you could go into the you know completely upgraded forty eight inch master turbo you know burner with infrared uh searing lights on the top and night lights for operating and internal thermostat prongs all attached next to the wok that's on the side you can do all of that there's no limit to what you can do for your outside kitchen and your outside kitchen appliances but once you leave the cooking apparatus and you go to the refrigerators and the coolers and all of the other items that you might include in that outdoor kitchen area, we have one encouragement. Make sure you're buying appliances rated for outdoor use. That's extremely, extremely critical. So when we get back, we're going to talk about what else to do around this environment. I don't think, I said, I don't think you can have an outdoor kitchen without an outdoor big screen TV. I don't think you can have an outdoor kitchen without an outdoor sound around system as well.
<laughs> and how are you going to get all those to your house? Well, if you get out to Sanderson Ford right now, their Ranger Roundup is happening, and you could get drive your away yourself in a brand new Ford Ranger. Forty-four Rangers on the lot right now. Maybe you want a little more beef. How about a Raptor? The last I heard, uh, the script says they had thirty-five. I think they're down well below that now. They're moving quick, so you, you need to get there fast. Or if you're not into a Ranger or you're not into a Raptor, how about a Mustang? They've got Mustangs starting at only $21.9. And they, have a, they had a corral at one point of 43 but those are going fast as well. Get into Arizona's largest Ford dealership, Sanderson Ford, and head out in a new Ford today. This is Sanderson Ford Country. Now listen, at Sanderson Ford, they aren't focused on selling you one car. That's the difference. They're focused on establishing a long-term relationship with you, your family, and your friends. Talking that outdoor entertainment kitchen and cooking center at your house. Turning the backyard into a holiday oasis. If you'd like to join the conversation, Give us a ring at one 767 We've done more than a few outdoor kitchens, that's for sure. And we've been talking about, you know, starting with finding how much do you want to invest in that cooking appliance that you're going to put out there. And I tell you what, uh, another apparatus that's fairly new to the family of outdoor cooking is these big flat iron grills. And uh, boy, I I love those, especially when we fire our grill up, and it's a big grill, because when we built it, we had six kids at home, and now when Jennifer and I fire the grill up, and we do it in the summer a lot, you go out there in the blazing heat of a 110 degree afternoon, you start that grill and you cook your dinner to keep from having generate the heat inside your kitchen. Mm-hmm. Well, now you do it just because you love being out there. It's a perfect time of year to get out there and fire that booger up. And you've got to fire up just one little burner on there and cook me and Jennifer's little fillets or whatever it is we're turning out there. But I tell you what, those big flat iron griddles are a lot of fun. I mean, you can cook a mess of food all in one big happy session. So... The cooking appliance is important. Speaking of that, that makes me think of uh, Piggly Wigglies. They show up at a lot of, you know, big rodeo events, and they've got a huge flat iron, and they just have this mound of sauerkraut and peppers mountains and broths, of it. mountains and, of it, and cheeseburger patties, and it's all just cooking together. And you go up and you tell them what you want, and they shift through the vegetables to find your slice of meat and how many, how much vegetables do you want on top? And, That's right. You know, recreating that at, at your it, home. Oh, it's kind of sitting there sautéing in flavor mm-hmm. until you order it up. Then they finish it right there in front of you, and boop, there you go. Well, you know, another we we talked about big screen TVs. Uh, I would tell you that most of those should pretty well. You ought to get in the habit of covering them when you're not watching it and you might even think about depending on how much you're investing even taking it down and putting it in a closet in the house 
during the hottest of summer months because that exterior summer heat really wipes the electronics out on that. But right now, this time of year, you mount that big booger up there, you get it in a well-protected, uh, waterproof roofed area enclosure. Uh, I like uh, taking my um, sunshades and rolling them down around the viewing area so you take the glare off the screen, uh, start the barbecue, fire up the game, or just put on Jennifer's uh, Apple TV Pandora and sit out there and listen to some of her favorite music. So Podcast Rosie on the House. Turning our podcast Rosie on the House. So it's absolutely, uh, the, there's, the sky's the limit. In fact, we've got Dave calling in, and he'd like to maybe recommend an appliance or two for that perfect outdoor cooking entertainment center. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Rosie. Hey, man. Good morning, Romy. What are you cooking? Hey. What are you cooking up? Wood-fired pizza oven. Yeah? That, that, is, that is the ticket. I've been in the landscape industry for over 30 years, and I've never had an architect design one in, and I take care of some of the biggest houses in the Valley, nicest estates, and I've only got two with pizza ovens, and they're what I would call poser pizza ovens. They're attractive, but they're not very practical. But my wife, for Christmas two years ago, gave me a box with a brick and a set of directions, and I thought, great, just what I need. But I'll tell you what, that has been the best thing because um, it's pretty simple little apparatus, but but everybody comes over. When they when they know you're firing up the pizza oven, people come out of the woodwork, and and everybody gets involved because everybody makes their own little pizza, and then I typically end up out there working the oven. But um, they're, they're just a ton of fun. You cook a pizza in about two minutes that way. Dave, what? So I what, would what, really recommend that. What, I... I've never invested in one because I'm a little intimidated by the learning curve. How, what's the learning curve like? I mean, how big to make it? it? It's, it's, well, that's the thing is my wife got me this kit. Um, I don't know where she found it, but it's pretty simple. And the nice thing is, you know, I'm, I'm not a wealthy guy by any means. So we started off, you know, just buying the concrete and you follow the direction step by step. And, you know, it took me, I think I got a thing at Christmas time and I, we worked on it until it got hot, maybe June and we got the base done. And then about this time, the following year, we got it to a point where we could actually cook in it. All right. So Very we good. We cooked our first pies on Christmas and, uh, and, and we've been cooking ever since and I'm still not a hundred percent done with it, but it's easy. It's easy to learn. And plus you know, everybody's always looking for gifts to give people. Well, there's a million different things you can give for pizza and peels and different, you know, gloves and the heat okay. gun and all, all kinds right. of cool stuff. So, Well, Dave, thanks a million for the phone call because pizza oven isn't one of the cooking apparatuses we had covered in our blog today. I, think it, I thought it mentioned Fire it. Pits. But anyway, Belgard does have pre, uh, pre-manufactured yeah. ones that... They'll deliver on a forklift, set down, and going. I tell you what, it's not just for pizzas, but if you read, uh, there's a, a book called Bread Crafters. That's all done in a dome-type uh, outdoor fire cooking oven, and that's, that's definitely something when we get our full outdoor Ramada going is going to be incorporated is a dome cooker.
one of the bugs I've still yet to work out is when we have our listener appreciation giveaways and Lance does sports trivia. He, he often forgets to give me the answers. He ex- expects me to know these things. We were <laughs> supposed to give away <laughs> tickets in the 8 o'clock hour. <laughs> but I, I, I looked it up. I'm like, I don't know the answer. I don't have time to look these up <laughs> in real time. So I apologize if you were waiting for the 820 Coyotes tickets giveaway. We're going to do them right now because I have the answer. He's, I've got them. After their creation in 1996, the first jersey featured a logo quite different than the logo we see today. What was the old logo? You know, today's Coyote logo is the Coyote. What was the first logo on the Coyote's jersey? Text that answer to 411923, and we'll pick a random right winner at the end of this programming segment. Now, we're talking about outdoor cooking. If you're the type that enjoys some of that, the smells and the aromas, but you don't feel like doing it, or you want to get some today, at 10 o'clock here, the Empire Ranch Cowboy Festival in Southern Arizona will be opening up, and they've got a number of food vendors that'll be providing, you know, steaks and cowboy beans and Old West cooking and Indian fry bread and all kinds of good stuff. And go get yourself some good outdoor food and watch the arena demonstrations that's put on there at the Empire Ranch. Very good. And we got <clears throat> a message sent to us during the break because I said we were done talking about cooking appliances and they said the cajuns are going to quit talking about outdoor cooking kitchen (laughs) and not talk about a deep fat fryer (laughs) you always add the word fat i don't know that i've ever seen that in the marketing materials (laughs) well that's what it is deep fryer (laughs) so one of the reasons is because mentally at my house that is completely separated i could remember when we used to deep fry the turkeys, uh, just right out the backyard, or even in the even in the garage, when the kids were home. But now, as an older and wiser grandfather, I move it way away from everybody, way away from the trampoline, way away from the volleyball cart, way away from the swimming pool. I tape it off with emergency tape. Keep the grandkids out. Post a dog on watch. Because <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're, that- ta- you're taking that oil. What do you take it to, bud? About three fifty. I do. Yeah, three fifty, and you dry the bird very well. You don't want any moisture on the bird. No. Season it appropriately, and appropriately for me is you take one Tony Sacheray's container and rub it over the whole bird. Just eight, or, eight or sixteen ounce container. An eight. Oh, okay. Eight. <laughs> one eight ounce. Good man. And inside the cavity, outside. Drop it, and they tell me you fry it till it floats. I just fry it for about two minutes a pound, two and a half minutes a pound. And the word is lower, not drop. Lower. (laughs) Speaking of safety. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that, too. (laughs) And pulling them out is a little tricky, too. Roma, you have a trick with the broomstick and... That works really slick. Well, if, if you've got a second person, you can pick that handle of the basket up and then put a, a, a broomstick or a mm-hmm. rake handle or whatever through it, and two people can lift it, and you let all that hot oil drain. Because one thing that if you pull it out too fast and move it, that dripping oil, you know, you can get a flash fire right underneath your uh, cooking equipment pretty quick if you're not watching it. And 
Uh, the the trick is to not overheat it because it is one of those things. You're like you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, and as soon as you walk away, that oil is going to go from two twenty five <laughs> to four hundred. Do not drop it in at four hundred. Cut. Throw some flame. onions in there. There you cool go. Cool it back off. <laughs> Throw <laughs> some whole onions in there. Works Another good, good thing about having two people is one person will certainly remember that there's still a bird in the oil if you're doing more than a couple. <laughs> you yeah, would, you would hope so. <laughs> we did, uh, I think, six that first Thanksgiving out in Whitman, and uh, I woke up the next day, and, and, and the sixth one was still in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> we went through five of them, uh, but that was a good— uh, So— it, uh, now I think we've covered all the cooking appliances. <laughs> and one trick I learned from Boudreaux is he rubs mustard, just French's mustard, on his turkey before he seasons it. Okay. And that does mm. make the seasoning stick better. Uh, and it does it does make it, I think, a little crispier. Just a regular yellow mustard? French's or? yellow mustard, oh, yeah. Me. Never thought about that. Well, well if we're making I, you hungry, we have some of these recipes on our website. And it's under um, Romero's... Favorite recipes, Romy, is that what it says? Mm-hmm. But it's, a, it's a blog. It's got um, the coleslaw dressing that Mama K makes, which is fantastic. You've never had anything like it before. There's um, cornbread dressing, two kinds of cornbread. There's jambalaya, the deep fried turkeys. So if you want some of our recipes, they're up there. It's all about getting outside to your backyard holiday oasis with family and having a great time. And I promise you, I will lay this down in blood. If you ever try the recipe for cornbread or rice dressing, you'll never buy stovetop again. <laughs> you will never buy stovetop dressing again. Romeo, what did you say? That was invented in 1972? Something like, yeah, I think yeah. so. And they yeah. sold stovetop. 60. No, stovetop. annually, right now, they're selling 60 million boxes a year. Well, you try the recipe on our website, and I promise you, you'll never buy another box of that stuff again. That that has to be an annual one just for this time of year, because when else would you buy it? It's not very good. No. (laughs) Once you've had the other stuff, you wouldn't need it but once a year. And to me, that just takes away the whole part of the tradition of the day, Mm -hmm. you know, buying something out of the box. To use, you know, the, the Thanksgiving and the tradition, it was, you know, d- three days of work and putting together. And people complain that it ta- well, takes a lot of cooking. Well, that's what it's supposed to well, be. Well, we trained well, you well. <laughs> well, I won't mention any names, but traditions are very personal. We've got in-laws whose Thanksgiving tradition is serve cold-cut sandwiches and cheese casserole. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a reason okay. I couldn't name that Enough that, said. that oh, relative man. because I'm always at the deep fryer <laughs> and the glazed honey bacon. And, that, and that's a very sacred family tradition for them. So <laughs> let it be. Let it be. All right. One of the other things you can do in enjoying your outdoor oasis is do things that require less maintenance. And boy, I can tell you all, folks, there was a time uh, I really turned my nose up at people that were tearing out beautiful, authentic TIFF lawns and putting in AstroTurf. And I'd really turn up my nose at people that weren't installing blue spruce or go-water pine real trees and buying $19 plastic stuff that you stick together. But my nose isn't so easily turned up in the air anymore. Changing your tune, are you? Well, I'm I'm becoming 
I hope wiser and more humble. Well, we have less workers, too. And that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got a lot, lot less yard men since Romy moved out and, and William. What you call, you know, AstroTurf is a lot different. It's a different generation. 20 oh. years ago than what they're installing today. Oh, I mean, you go with the new artificial turfs, and you really can have something that looks good 365 days a year without ever having to buy one ounce of gasoline for an edge trimmer or a lawnmower. Now, with that said, if you do install a gorgeous artificial turf, I will tell you this, that's not the place to put your deep frat turkey fryer. I'm just gonna say. Well, how about once you've got the pavers down, again, zero maintenance pavers, they so, never crack. Some common sense does apply. They never age. Uh, we don't hardly ever pour concrete for patios or sidewalks or driveways anymore. Pavers have completely taken over all the outdoor horizontal hard surfacing, as well they should. Uh, they are the right way to go. So you've got zero maintenance pavers down. you got zero maintenance artificial turf down. You've got... Your choice of cooking equipment and outdoor appliances. You've got a nice waterproof shade pergola back patio cover to mount your big screen TV. You've got the sun shades to pull down to take the glare off the screen. And now we need to make it environmentally comfortable. Well, you could do that with some area heaters, uh, either portable with propane tanks for the the fall and the winter. Uh, I love my misting systems. Uh, I've seen more misting systems done wrong than done right. But when they're done right, they really work well. You need a pump that pushes that mist out at almost 1,000 PSI through incredibly small nozzles. So it actually atomizes the water and evaporates into the ambient environment before it hits the ground and starts puddling up. You should never feel wet under a properly installed misting system. And how about these sideline evap coolers? I mean, I love the evap coolers we've got at the office. Yeah, they are nice. Uh, portable exterior evap coolers. They are great. Especially like on your patio where you've got a corner and you can aim the air to that corner and it fills up the corner, then it starts pushing the hot air out and it constantly has that. It creates a more of a draft than just standing directionally in front of it. You know, that air then pushes both ways and you've got that air circulation that makes it nice. And in the middle of monsoon season, which we're past, and, and you may think the VAP cooler would create too much moisture. That's when you have grandkids take scoops of ice and drop them down into that water reservoir. And I tell you what, when you're pouring ice cold water over those pads, it significantly drops the temperature coming out of that cooler. Even in humidity, you just get the water a little colder and it, it kicks back up. That's absolutely right. Now, one of the last things that ceiling fans would be another thing that you'd want to put in the area. And oftentimes you see indoor fans put on patios. <laughs> and those, those are the ones that the, 
the blades the blade. droop all the way down and look like an upside down tulip. <laughs> Good description. Yeah. Yeah, upside down tulip. Exactly. exactly what they look like. Nice waste of money there. <laughs> and a lot of people in an outdoor fan, it'll start wobbling. And you're exposed to a lot of thermal differences outside. And most people start taping quarters or weights to the top of the fan blade to keep it from wobbling. And I will tell you, if you have an outside ceiling fan that's wobbly and it's been hung for more than two years, you're going to eliminate 90% of that wobble with a Phillips head screwdriver. Just go in and re-firm up all the the blade screws and the stem screw where the stem mounts to the junction box at the ceiling. If you'll just tighten those back up, 90% 90% of the wobbling will just go away. So the last thing we've got to talk about is lighting. And the most important thing to remember about lighting is don't create glare bombs. And we'll talk about that in the next break. Uh, the answer to the trivia question today, what was the former Ki- the original coyote uh, a resemblance of? It was not a paw. It was not peyote coyote, although that's a pretty funny creative answer. <laughs> if I didn't get a right one, I would have picked that one <laughs> just right. for creativity. It was not a cocapelli. It's close. It was a kachina. So congratulations to everyone, or thank you for everyone that played, and to our winner. If the last four digits of your number are 0624, let us know the address you want. They'll send it. Info at rosieonthehouse.com, and we'll mail you your tickets. Ah. There's a rumor going around that uh, How do I put this? Another station We're not KEZ Not yet (laughs) Well we are talking about Outdoor (laughs) holiday Look for your Outdoor backspace I have to say I have to say I'm really looking forward to The holidays this year We kind of missed them last year So That's a good point Music sounds even better this year I'll take it Thanks Gary Hey, Romy, did One you... One more? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. It's just, you know, by the... It, it starts so early, you're burned out by the time you even get there for me. Well, your sister's starting July, so be happy it's uh, November. Hey, did you see this company? I, I kind of shot you an idea that I had seen this company at one of the trade shows in town. It's the Bernard Company. And they make fire pits for the backyard. Did you look that up? I did. There's some amazing? beautiful work. Made right here in Yarnell, all recycled, um, really heavy, sturdy fire pits and chimeneas. So if you're interested in something unique and pretty for your backyard, check out the BernardCompany.com. Locally manufactured, all out of recycled metal, repurposed metal, and uh, functional metal art custom built. And barbecue grills. Yeah. On topic. <laughs> <laughs> Nice stuff. Yeah, those little outdoor chimenea-type fire things were popular for a while. I think with the fire ban, you know, or or limited fire days and the advancement and cleanliness and convenience of gas fire pits kind of knocked them out of the market. That's true, but there's nothing like setting the ambiance of a little mesquite fire chimenea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just, it just, the... Aromatherapy just fills the whole backyard. Juniper wood, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to get to lighting. We actually have a call 
that wants to contribute to that conversation. Phil? Yeah, just a second. I turn the speakerphone off. Okay, please do. Okay, you there? Yes. Hey, yeah, um, I, I have a buddy, kind of an old school uh, fan light in the living room, and uh, it seems to have kind of a thick uh, glass, you know, supporting, you know, for the cover the light, and, and it seems kind of dim. You, any suggestions that way? As far as bringing more light out of the fan? No, out of, out of the light itself. So the fan, it's it's an indoor, and it's it, you know it's in the house, and and the, the 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 light seems dim, coming out of the light. Uh, well, uh, the only thing I could tell you is remove the glass bulb, clean it real well, uh, try another light bulb, and see if that makes any difference at all. If you can't get any difference there, then you might want to go into the junction box if you're comfortable doing this and just checking the voltage it's getting delivered to the junction box and making sure you're getting the full you know 115 120 volts and go from there and this is kind of gross but there are some of those exterior lights you get a lot of insects in the bulb <laughs> yeah he actually mentioned this was an inside oh fan. it is okay i took the call because I, I thought he wanted to talk about outdoor but one of the things a lot of you use, I want to give you a tip here. We actually covered it a couple of weeks ago under the topic of home security. A lot of you get the motion detector lights. Well, you know, you can get the typical motion detector lights uh, for security purposes or for activity. As long as they see activity, the lights stay lit. That have plastic lenses or glass lenses. Well, if you'll spend a little bit more money and get the fixtures with the glass eye instead of the plastic eye, you'll get about three times longer life out of that fixture because the plastic lens gets sunburned, it chalks up, and it quits reading motion. People ask me all the time, why is my motion detector light quit working? Well, it's because the plastic screen has completely chalked up and it can't see anymore. So in buying those motion lights, go ahead and spend a couple extra bucks more to get the ones with the glass eye instead of the plastic eye. And if we've whet your appetite to create an outdoor oasis for the holidays or for all year round, go to Rosie on the House and get familiar with our team of landscape designers that could come out and visit with you up in Yavapai and Coconino County. Vicente Landscaping would be happy to visit with y'all with an outdoor barbecue entertainment area that you could sit under the stars and watch the Milky Way. As well, here in town, we've got Think Green Irrigation. We've got CYC Landscaping. Absolutely. Another great partner. Uh, any of the Bellegarde or Morvell uh, supply showrooms. You know, they're, they're suppliers and distributors of product, but you can go by and get a great idea of all the different products that are available, the different um, manufacturers, and each, like, Belgard has, I don't know how many different lines of uh, designs oh. and styles and uh Do the shopping layouts. and the planning with a professional, because it'll make all the difference on how it lives once you've got it done. 